Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the We Are Going Up podcast. We've got the Football League covered. Hello, I'm David Cameron Walker and you may be surprised to be hearing another We Are Going Up podcast just 48 hours after we recorded the last one. I know Mark said there's not going to be a show for two weeks while he goes back up north. However, we've been struck once again by the Wagyu curse, as I'm now calling it. So many times over the last 150 episodes, we've recorded a show and within 24 hours, before Mark's even edited it and put it out there, a manager has been sacked. And it's happened yet again. And this time, the axe has fallen upon Ian Holloway of Millwall. Millwall have decided to dispense with his services after five defeats in the last six games. They're second from bottom, eight points from safety. It looks pretty bleak. They backed him in January but they sacked him on the 10th of March. So we're going to do a little mini episode and speak to friend of the show, Millwall season ticket holder, sometimes host of the Lions live radio show for Millwall, Joe Amphlitz. But first, we're going to hear from Ian Holloway himself, speaking after the 4-1 defeat on Saturday to Norwich, which proved to be his last game in charge as Millwall manager. If you're 4-0 down at home, I don't expect people to be happy at all. Um, I'm not happy, the lads aren't happy, but... You know, with the greatest greatest respect, we uh, we managed to get a goal. We managed to almost get another opportunity. I felt we kept going and we kept working and we kept trying, and that's all I can ask from the lads, you know. And at the end of the day, you'll be find out whether you're good enough or whether you're not. And that's my team, including myself as well. So, um, you know, obviously the crowd don't feel I'm good enough at the minute, but I don't blame them, you know. I'd rather them shout at me than anybody else, but, you know, it has to be... With a dose of reality, we're taking on Norwich City, who's who's were Premier League last year, and you know we've we've struggled in the last three seasons to stay up on the last day, and unfortunately, you know we're um, we're struggling at the moment as a group. So uh, you know, as long as people work hard for me, I'm trying to keep encouraging them. That was the former Millwall manager Ian Holloway speaking after that 4-1 defeat at home to Norwich on Saturday, which proved to be his final game in charge of Millwall and joining me now is a man that you will have heard a few times over the years on uh, on We Are Going Up uh, a Millwall season ticket holder the occasional host of the Lions Live radio show for Millwall uh, uh, friend of the show big Millwall fan Joe Amphlett Joe thanks for joining us now I know you've been unhappy with Holloway and how things have been going for quite a long time now but now he's finally gone how do you feel? Um, not great because it should have come three months ago has annoyed me the timing of it because how the board haven't seen that this has been that relegation was looming how they didn't see that three months ago in my opinion he should have gone after that 4-0 thrashing at Bradford that was an embarrassment that was when you knew that we was in big trouble that is when he should have gone but instead they gave him the money to buy new players and change the squad around in January which was a big mistake we spoke to Andy Ambler the chief executive 
uh, on our prostate cancer special a few months ago and it was around that time I think it was sort of coming towards the end of January at that sort of time and you'd made some investment in the squad uh, you know, you changed the team a little bit, and some lone players had come in. Some new young players had come into the lineup. Some of the underperforming players had gone out, and it, you know, the message from the club at that point was we could have sacked the manager, but we've decided not to, as you've just said. We mm. decided to invest in him, uh, and you would think at that point that they would stick it through to the end of the season. But obviously, it's just it's gone too far. Well, I think the cheaper option was to to do what they did, and I honestly think that they didn't want to pay him off because. This is a fact. This isn't just fiction. Holloway is the second highest paid manager, in, in the, was in the championship, the second highest paid manager. Why they got to that situation in the first place is a joke. They obviously were taken in by him just because he'd got Blackpool and Palace up to the Premier League. I honestly don't believe that he's a great manager. Well, he hasn't done a good job this season, obviously. You, you know, you're eight points from safety. It's been disastrous. But he did keep you up last season. You know, he did have a reputation he did, but, um, like when, he, when he came into the club. So you could see why the yeah. club might have been oh, willing to put I their admit, faith in him at that I time. I admit that I was um, excited by the appointment. I was. I didn't look too much into his managerial uh, record apart from Blackpool and Palace. And you see two promotions to the Premier League and you get excited. And that's what, what he was saying when he first came in. I'll get this club to the Premier League. And I always enjoyed listening to Holloway when he wasn't the manager of my club. But when you're losing games week after week and he's trying to come out with these funny lines and come up... And some of the stuff he's been saying lately, I mean, oh my God, you just want it rid of him because it's just those funny lines and that sort of personality that he's got. Great for the media, not for the actual fans that are actually in pain. And he, he says he felt the pain double what the fans were feeling. No, he doesn't. He's from Bristol, isn't he? He's from the West Country. He doesn't know Millwall people. He doesn't know South London people. He he didn't know them because he kept insulting the fans over the last few weeks. And I think that that was the decision by the board. They could see that Holloway was turning on the fans and they thought that was the final straw. That's what I've... I've heard anyway. Okay, um, so what went wrong then for, for Holloway this season? He obviously managed to pull you out of the fire last year. He kept you up when it looked like you'd, you know, we were in big trouble. Not managed to repeat the same trick this season. What, what's been wrong? Um, first of all, I don't think he pulled us out of the fire last season. I think that I actually think this is. I mean, I wanted Lomas to go. I think that was the wrong appointment last year. But we were actually not in the relegation zone when Holloway took over. Was, I think we was about four points above it. And at one point with Holloway, we were bottom. And we done well the last eight games. Nicky Bailey coming back from injury at that point was uh, pivotal. Carlos Edwards on loan was a good signing by Holloway and, and played well. And, and that those last eight games, we had a consistent team. This year, he's done completely opposite to that. I mean, he's had some injuries, but changing the back four time and time again, every single game, he's looking for a a new formation, a new team, trying to work out something. And when you're in March and you're still, you know, tinkering with the side and you can't work out your best back four. I mean, so Alan Dunn, he made captain. Dunn has been, uh, you know, everyone says he's a Millwall man. Great. He's, he's give, been a good servant, but he's, he's not good enough for the championship anymore. He made him captain last year off the back of Dunn having this big rant in the dressing room and and get and rallying the troops and he made him captain for the last eight games. Great, that worked then. And he started the season okay, but Dunny is a liability and is not a great player for the championship anymore. He's getting older. And he made him captain. So that's a rod for your own back. You've got to play him every game now. And he was making mistakes and eventually did drop him and he's brought him back in and done that a few times. The back four has been a shambles. Every single there's not been two games, probably two games in a row where we've kept the back four. 
two or three games. Apart from that, it's changed every time. He's put midfielders at the back. Dunny's a right back. He's been playing him centre back, and we've got no right back at the moment. But he's been playing Dunn at uh, a centre back and, and, and playing a midfielder right. And back. those changes haven't been forced by injury. They're just selection decisions, are they, or have there been injuries? Well, we've got an actual right back, Justin Hoy at the club. He's played a couple of times. I mean, I don't, I don't know why he's not been given a chance of right back. He must be atrocious. But he'd prefer a central midfielder at right back than an actual right back. But we've got a right back in Dunn who could have been playing right back. And he sent Byron Webster, who had one bad game against Middlesbrough, when his confidence was shattered by Holloway because he dropped him completely out of the team. And now he's sent him back to Yeovil. But he was a good centre-back. But I think he's just got some good players there that he's just... They have a good couple of games and he drops them for no reason. It's, it's just really been... A horrible season, mate. Obviously, you're very frustrated, and you know, I, it, I've been aware of of your not just you, but other Millwall fans that I know have been disappointed with the form and the, and the team selection and the performances this season. But as as someone who's a season ticket holder who stands in the in the stands at the Den every every week, every other week, is this is this anger that I'm sensing from you uh, as we <laughs> as we speak today? Is that something that's reflected by the majority of the crowd at the Den towards Holloway? Um, I must I must say the Millwall fans that the last Norwich game that was the turning point. That was when people were you look Holloway was in his dugout and he was pooing himself. He was scared. I mean, he was protected by stewards and stuff. I don't. No one was actually coming on the pitch and trying to get him or anything. But they were hurling abuse at him and rightly so because he it's his fault that we're in the position we are and he was so cowardly and you know instead of getting out and being this he gives these all brave Churchill speeches and stuff like that and tries to get the team up but he was cowering in the dugout and he was all saying if the board are not going to sack him now that is not a man that's going to keep you in the championship he's scared of his own fans he's cowering in the dugout we can blame him who can what so a little bit of abuse is going to wind you up just ignore it and get out there and sort it out I think, well, it's, I mean, I, I didn't see that. I wasn't at the games. I didn't see the scenes. But I mean, certainly in, in interviews, I've heard him give. He does, and this might just be platitudes to to the supporters and to the media. But he does has said, you know, I'd rather the fans boo me than the players. I'd rather take the criticism myself than the players. And he he doesn't seem to me to hide away from criticism and the fact that he hasn't done a good job. But you know, well, he was literally hiding away on Saturday. <laughs> but. Is neither here nor there, really, because he, he has gone. The board has decided to dispense with his services. The chairman, John Berelson, said it was a hard decision to take. Hope that Ollie would be the man to take us forward, but it hasn't happened. And uh, so, what next for Millwall now? Neil Harris is in charge until the end of the season. Now, he had a similar spell last season, didn't he? And lost all three games yeah. when, when Lomas de- departed. But I, I watched an interview with, with Neil Harris last night, and he was saying. You know, this is 14 months down the line. I've come on, you know, I've developed a, a lot as a coach under Ian Holloway, learned a lot from Ian Holloway, which you yeah. might not be happy to hear. But no. he was talking about a change of tactics and a change of philosophy. He was talking about wanting to play what he called the Millwall way and get the, the players playing for the fans and to get some pride and some spirit back, which I'm sure you'll be uh, welcome to hear. I am, but I'm, I'm not convinced that... Ne- I honestly believe the ball wants us to go down this year. I, I actually believe they wanted us to go down last year because we're not the sort of club that's going to earn a lot of money. There's not going to be much difference from the Championship and the League One in what we get through the gate. There's not going to be that much difference. So the, uh, what would be out would probably save money by lowering the wage bill. That's So I believe the ball want to take us down. If they'd wanted to keep us up, they would have sacked Holloway in January. 
Harris is a cheap option because he's already at the club. He's the under twenty one coach. But although also to look at it from another perspective, who could you get in at such short notice with you no. know, 10, 11 games to go? Well, absolutely, that's a that's a, a fair point. Look, Neil is the answer for for now for the short term. Absolutely, I'm not convinced he'll be a long term appointment. Um, I might be wrong if he wins the next 10 games and keeps us up I'll be absolutely delighted and, get, and he should get the job but I'm not convinced um, I mean everyone was excited last year when he was in charge for three games um, he might have been given a chance then if he'd done anything but we played even worse than we had under Lomas you can't judge him on those three games obviously I love Neil he's a great he's a hero he's a hero of mine and he does understand the club he does understand the club no he didn't in, Absolutely, Neil was someone that's come back from adversity more than once. Mm. Obviously, with his cancer, he came back and still came back as a great player. But even when Kenny Jackett first came in, he dropped Harris. He didn't fancy him. He wanted him out. And and Harris came back uh, and proved that he could still be an asset. And then went on to become the the, the club's leading goal scorer. So he knows the fans love him. They absolutely love him. They'll be right behind him. Whatever happens, even if we get relegated and, and we, you know, he will demand a bit of passion from the players because he knows what it what it means to play for the club. So um good luck to Neil but I'm I'm not convinced that we can stay up 8 points adrift I think we're we're down. Yeah Wigan above you in 22nd place of Blackpool uh dead and buried as well below yeah. you but in Fulham are in 21st position with 39 points Rotherham 40 points in 20th Brighton um, despite a little bit of an improvement when Chris Hutton came in, is still lingering down there in mm. in nineteenth position. Uh, you recently lost to Rotherham, which was you know quite a crucial defeat. For Twice you. we've lost to Rotherham this season. But just looking at your your upcoming fixtures to see if you have got any bit of bit of hope. Uh, the next game <laughs> is away at Bolton, yeah. which will be a very difficult game. Uh, then you got home to Brighton uh, on the Tuesday night. After that one, then you're away to Brentford, uh, and then looking ahead to that, a big game down at the Den against your local rivals. Charlton on Good Friday. So, I mean, ev- look, you're in a terrible position. Every every game you play in the championship is going to be a difficult one. But you know, do you hold out any hope? Could the team p- produce a run of results and maybe give yourselves a chance? Um, under, if we, Holloway was still in charge, absolutely none at all. And I'd say we would have not, we wouldn't have won another game. But with Harris now, it all depends on this first game against uh, Bolton on Saturday. If you can nick a win at Bolton and hope the other results are going your way. And then we've got Brighton at home on the Tuesday. The fans will all be behind Harris. If you can get two good results, get two wins out of your first two games, I know it sounds unlikely, but if you can do that, then you've given yourself a chance. I think if we don't win uh, any of the next two games, then we're definitely down. But it, it seems a tall order. I can't see Fulham being dragged too much more into it because that's unthinkable, really, that Fulham would go down mm. again. Um, so my worry is our winnable games have all gone. We had January, February, March. We had some really winnable games and we've just not taken those chances. Now we're playing teams in the top 10. Now it gets really tough. And even if you did manage to pull yourself back into you know having a realistic chance of survival, say you were within a few points on the last couple of games to the end of the season, well... Mm doesn't look doesn't make for pretty reading for Millwall fans the the, the two the last two games of the season Saturday 25th of April at the Den your last home game of the season is against Derby who you yeah. think will be in the shake-up for automatic promotion or, or a playoff spot certainly uh, and then the, the final game of the season Saturday the 2nd of May is away at Molyneux against Wolves against of all people your yeah. old manager Kenny Jackett so it, it's going to be a tough end to the season and you, you may well be down before that but even if you you know even if you did have a chance it'd be difficult wouldn't it um, it would be but I mean we did it we did it last year with eight games to go 
and that sort of time of the season as well Derby if they're in the shake up which they will obviously will be they might be a bit nervous themselves mm. they might slip up we need to make the den a fortress again and um, I know it's a bit of a cliche but just has it ever been a fortress? <laughs> Um, well, when was the last time it was a fortress? Uh, 1967. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, under Jacket, um, when Jacket's, say, first three seasons, we hardly lost at the Den. We we were hard to beat there, definitely. Um, this home record is the worst since 1920. It's atrocious. It's embarrassing. And every Saturday, to come out so low and dejected, I think the fans... Season ticket renewal time as well. It is season ticket yeah. renewal time. And I, I will renew my season ticket because, you know, I've been a supporter of the club for 22 years and I can't... I, it's in my blood now. I, can't, I couldn't stop supporting them. But, um, you know, whatever happens with your club, you've still got to stick by them through uh, good times and bad. It's usually bad with us, though. <laughs> Nine times out You mentioned ten. Kenny Jacket. Um, then you know the form that you had under him, and mm. it's interesting that you, that you will play him on the last day of this season. But I, it seems to me that Kenny left, you know, although it sort of did kind of peter out a little bit under Kenny. Yeah. But you had some overall that he had a, did a, a really good job for Millwall, Absolutely. and I think left you left a really good foundation for someone else to come on, uh, come in at Millwall and build on that. And and obviously the decision was made to appoint Steve Lomas. That went wrong. The decision made to appoint Ian Holloway has subsequently proved to be the wrong one. And also, coupled with those two bad managerial appointments, in the summer before this one and, and this summer, players have arrived. Not necessarily for lots of money in terms of transfer fees, but a lot of free transfers, experienced players you know, like Ricardo Fuller, Scott McDonald, just to mm. name two. Chapler was there last season, wasn't he? And you know, players that would, would probably command decent wages at championship level for a club like Millwall. And it seems that there has been an opportunity squandered here by, by Millwall and by the people in charge, the chairman, the chief executive, all the people that make the decisions at the club in terms of recruitment of players and management that now leaves you back at square one. Yeah, some of, some of the players that have come in have been an absolute disgrace. And and you can clearly see, I mean, under Lomas, first of all, he brought a lot of bad, he brought a lot of bad signings into the club. Unfit players, they weren't fit enough. That was something under Jacket, he was always prided himself on the fitness of players. It, I... I spoke to Jacket um, myself um, a couple of years ago and he said that's the first thing I do when I get into a club make sure the players are fit that's something Lomas didn't do and it hasn't and same as well with Holloway the, the players that have come in have not been fit enough they're overweight they don't care they're, but the thing is with Millwall we always bring players in that had good careers you know Ricardo Fuller was a good player five years ago you know now he can hardly can hardly walk Ricardo Fuller he's not you know, and Holloway started him on Saturday up front on his own. I mean, what chance have you got of beating Norwich with with your only lone striker being Ricardo Fuller? No chance at all. So the the bright side of things are, and this is what Holloway will be gutted about because this is what he wanted to see, is there's a lot of good youngsters coming through. And, um, and frustratingly, they're all scoring goals, but not for Millwall. They've been loaned out to League One and League Two sides. Um, Fred Odden Dimwo's scoring yeah, I've for seen fun him pop up at quite a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's played a few games in the Championship for us, and uh, he looked decent. But Holloway felt it'd be better to send him out on loan. He's got seven goals and eleven appearances for Wickham, and f- oh my God, we, we, everyone's screaming for him to come back. Mm. But um, and also John Marquess is scoring for fun for Gillingham as well. So I mean, we'll probably be, you know he's out of contract in the summer. He'll probably go to Gillingham and he'll probably score against us next year in the league. That's typical what happens with us. But yeah, it, the, the the players that have been brought in have, have been on the whole pretty poor. And I think 
a club like Millwall does well when we've got good youngsters coming through and we do have a lot of good youngsters coming through and I believe that they will, they will, there is a crop there that will get us promoted again if we do get relegated which I'm sure we will so looking forward then uh, if it isn't to be Neil Harris in charge permanently after this after this caretaker spell to the end of the season I mean what are, who are the sort of names that, that you and other Millwall fans will be looking at in terms of I mean, there may well be more people available in the summer if people leave jobs at the end of the yeah. season but in terms of managers that you think might be out there now or you know where would you want to go well the obvious one for me that came to mind is Mark Warburton but obviously if we're in League One I completely understand that he wouldn't want to come to he wouldn't want to drop down a level because he's done brilliant at Brentford and probably deserves another job in the championship. Maybe not the Premier League. People say in Premier League a bit, bit too, uh, bit too much for me. Uh, too soon. He's only been at Brentford two seasons. So, but I, I think he would fit the club well. But I, I, I assume that's unlikely. I've always liked Gary Johnson at, at, at Bristol City uh, when he was at Bristol City. Obviously sacked by Yeovil this year. So I, I think he could do a job. He's a Londoner as well. Um, Apparently the club told him he was too old because he applied for the job when before Lomas got it and they said he was too old, which is ridiculous. He's 50, I think he's 56 at the time. Uh, so Johnson maybe, Cole Robinson maybe at uh, MK Dons, although my only worry there is that he's they're always there or thereabouts, MK Dons, but they never seem to get up. No. So And, and then maybe if they do uh, this year, they, they might want to come they to might, us, They but. might go close this season, but I mean, I, I wonder whether even someone like him might have might have bigger ambitions with all due respect to Millwall. I think that's the difficult position you find you... You find yourself in now. You went down the the big money, big name appointment. I mean, Ian Holloway is just about the in terms of profile and previous achievement. He's probably just about the sort of biggest manager Millwall could have hoped to have got Absolutely. last time out. Yeah. So now you might have to look at you know a younger manager, someone that's done well. I mean, you mentioned Gary Johnson, and Lee Johnson's just gone to Barnsley, um, but he obviously he won't come to you now. But that somebody like him, who maybe he's just yeah. starting out in the in the in the lower leagues in League Two, in League One. I mean, Gareth Ainsworth, who's done a fine job at Wickham this season after keeping them up last season. They might get up to League One. They're, they're in the promotion shout, but maybe if they don't go up, maybe he, someone you know you could turn to somebody like him. Uh, I would, I would say that that is probably the best way forward for our club. I mean, Lomas was the wrong appointment because um, of his West Ham connections. That was it. if he didn't hit the ground running, fans were going to turn against him, and that is pretty much what happened. Even oh, we lost the first game of the season to Yeovil, and fans were turning on him already. You could hear the, the West Ham, you know, related chants get out but they didn't even they put a banner up before he came in you've got to choose someone carefully I'm all for uh, trying a, a young manager so I mean how brilliant would it have been if we could have got Eddie Howe or someone like that a few years ago do you know what I mean And um, I would love an up and coming manager I think that's our best hope of getting you know we're, uh, getting into the Premier League is even harder and harder but you know that's the dream of all the clubs and a young manager is the answer I don't think that we've tried the you know the high profile with Holloway it hasn't worked out for us we haven't really got the money to do that again. So it is going to have to be youth. It could be Neil Harris. We'll see how he gets on. Well, we will see indeed. And whether you're in a championship next season or League One, uh, you'll be there in the stands at the day, oh, yeah. cheering, the, cheering the side on and going home frustrated as ever, I'm sure. <laughs> Joe, thanks very much for joining Cheers, us. Cheers, Dave. We'll speak to you again. Cheers. The We Are Going Up podcast. We've got the Football League covered. So there you have it, a very frustrated, disappointed and angry Joe Amphlett there, Millwall season ticket holder. Speaking after the departure of Ian Holloway, we'll see whether Neil Harris can keep Millwall up. It's going to be a very tall order indeed, likely to be in League One next season. But the championship, as we've discussed at length this week, is a crazy, crazy division. You never know what might happen. 
So thanks very much for listening to this mini episode. We'll be back in a few weeks. But before I go, just time to remind you about the Paddy Power offer that we've got for you on the website, wearegoingup.co.uk. What better week than to sign up for a Paddy Power account than this week? Cheltenham Horse Racing Festival is on. Loads of opportunities for you to bet, maybe win a bit of money down at the races there. All you have to do is go to wearegoingup.co.uk, click on the Paddy Power link, sign up for an account, place a £5 bet, and you get a £20 free bet that you can bet on the horse racing why not the gold cup on friday it's wide open you could win a bit of money that's all for this mini episode thanks very much for listening we'll be back in a few weeks we'll see you then this is the we are going up podcast we've got the football league covered every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.